0: Welcome to Grow Up, insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. It's the Grow Up podcast. Hi, it's Jason Parkinson. And as always, I'm Mark Hammer. And another lovely day here. We are kicking off season two of the Grow Up podcast, believe it or not. Amazing. The
1: can second you, season is always a little bit smoother than the first. Uh, well, so well, I don't I uh, don't
0: know about that. Now you're setting us <laughs> up for failure here, Mark. But yeah, so season two kicking off with an incredible guest today. I'm excited um, that we're going to be I'll share with you who it is in just a minute. But we're going to be talking a little bit about a video on social media today and how you can potentially take video, implement it into part of your own social strategy and kind of just talking about how it's been working for other companies that are now adopting video. Things like Instagram TV, just video on Facebook and all those different platforms that that it exists in. All right, we'll get to that right after the break.
2: Grow Up is a service of OneFire, whose mission is to use technology and digital marketing to help businesses grow better. Learn more and get started today at OneFire.com. That's O-N-E-F-I-R-E.com.
0: Welcome back to the Grow Up podcast. Our special guest today is Audrey Moroick from Arms Reach Marketing. Excited to have you on, Audrey.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about your background, Audrey?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I um, started working in the corporate environment uh, right out of college. Um, I was working for Kohler in Kohler, Wisconsin, you know, the big plumbing manufacturer. Um, Mm -hmm. I started off with them um, working on Sterling Plumbing's social media presence. So that's kind of like the baby brother to the Kohler brand. Um, I then moved into working on their hospitality division. So I managed all of the social media for the American Club Resort, which is a five-star property here in Kohler, Wisconsin. Um, I worked on their golf courses, Whistling Straits and Black Wolf Run and all of their social presences, um, the shops at Woodlake, basically anything you would find in the village of Kohler. So um, I did everything from content creation, advertising, um, overall strategy for different events that were happening throughout the village. So that was kind of how I got my start, Um, like I said, right out of college. And then um, I decided after corporate for a while, I was going to switch into the ad agency space. Um, Uh, Don't we all, don't we all do that? (laughs) You know, it seems like a great idea. So (laughs) bounced around to a couple of different ad agencies, um, got to work on some really amazing clients like Comcast, where um, I got to go and activate social at the Daytona 500. Um, I got to do... Uh, Facebook Live with Maurice Jones Drew and Ike Taylor at the NFL Draft in 2017. Um, Had a lot of awesome opportunities with them. Worked on Johnsonville sausages and their big taste grill activation, and helping uh, get social up and running for each of the different tour stops that the Giant Grill made um, throughout the year. So uh, worked on a lot of different um, big brands, and then decided, you know what, the grind is pretty crazy, and I had started talking to a lot of my uh, network and different small business owners. And they started to express to me like, man, it would be great if we had somebody like you with all this great experience um, to help us with our marketing plans and strategies and especially around social. Um, So kind of a light bulb went off in my head and I thought, you know what? I think I should just, I've always had this entrepreneurial mindset about me. Um, I always wanted to start a business even from a pretty young age. Um, Mm -hmm. So I decided, you know what, it's time. Let's just go off on my own and um, see what I can do. So That's how Arms Reach Marketing was born. And um, I've been in business for just over a year, which is great. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's been going really well. Um, I've been able to help a lot of local small businesses um, in a lot of different ways. Um, I've had both kind of the content creation and strategic background, as well as um, an account and project management background. So I've kind of put that all together to really service them. Um, in a way where I can help with strategy and execution, whether it's content creation, um, advertising, and really just kind of meeting, uh, clients where they're at.
0: Well, the thing that was kind of interesting, you know, one of the things that I noticed um, on your website, you wrote an article um, about the launch of Instagram TV, and it kind of got me thinking a little bit about this idea of, you know, video in social media and how, you know, potentially people are starting to use video in social media. And obviously, you know, video on Facebook, YouTube as a social platform has been around for a long time, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's newer ways now that people are starting to integrate video, everything from live video to you know, to, you know, being able to use Instagram TV where it's a longer format and all of these different things. I'm just kind of curious, you know, what are some of your thoughts on how potentially, you know, small businesses can get involved with, with video on, on social media and and maybe just some anecdotes on some things that you've seen work in the past?
2: Yeah, for sure. So, um, I think I'll just talk about video on social in general, and then kind of zero in a little bit. So, I really think that video has entirely changed the way that um, businesses are achieving success on social media. Um, if you kind of look into the stats, you'll see that um, stats say that there's over a hundred million hours of video watched on Facebook every single day. It's and crazy. if that number's not crazy enough um, on YouTube, over 1 billion hours of video are being consumed on a daily <laughs> basis. By are people users. even
0: working? Did these people have jobs?
2: <laughs> what are they doing?
0: Valid question. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So, and I think a lot of this has been driven by the fact that the millennials and the younger generations, they're very content hungry and they consume so much of their content on the internet, um, as well as the fact that they're cord cutters and they don't want to spend, you know, $300 a month on a cable subscription. Um, so now they're starting to really. Mm-hmm. Lean on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram to watch all of this content that they would, you know, traditionally have been consuming via TV. Um, so I think that, like I said, it's just really transformed the way that social has been done. Whereas, you know, three or four years ago, it was all about the still photo, and that was the way. You know, if you didn't have a photo in your post, you weren't going to get as many views. But now, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. if you don't have video, you're not going to get as many views. So it's really been transformative. Um, I think that Instagram has really started to play in this space. Of course, you know, being owned by Facebook, that has a lot to do with it. Um, last year they launched this Instagram TV platform. And just to kind of give people a sense of what that is, if they're not familiar, um, it's a long form vertical video channel that's accessible from your Instagram app. So it does kind of launch you into a separate platform. They'll say, Um, where you'll Mm. see all of the different content contributors um, who are posting to Instagram TV. Um, These videos are designed to be longer than Instagram stories, which came out in 2016. And, you know, everybody knows that's your 10 second little blip that you want to share, kind of like a Snapchat story um, out to your friends. And, um, but this has really made it possible for content um, creators to post longer videos on these like snackable platforms like Instagram.
0: What I love uh, is that now I can watch Gary V cuss at me longer if I'd like to, <laughs> if I just click, you know, watch more on IGTV.
2: Exactly. <laughs> a exactly. a great <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I like Yeah. I like the use of the term snackable because I think that's that's very common now that people do kind of snack around and are not, their attention spans are not able to be held on one platform for very long. And so it really behooves businesses to be in those spaces that let people watch snippets here and there.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So the standard Instagram users can make videos that are 10 minutes long. Um, if you're a verified user, like a notable public figure, celebrity, global brand, you can actually make videos that are up to an hour long, which is crazy. Um, that's just completely changed the way that I think brands are starting to approach their social media and, Whereas we've seen in the past people spending tons of money on traditional media like commercials or radio spots or different um, ad placements and magazines. You'll start to see a shift of businesses moving those dollars into digital mediums and particularly right. social media, advertising and content creation.
0: You know what's interesting about some of the customers that we've even worked with Mark is when you start looking at people understand inherently how a TV commercial works, right? It's a video that plays on the TV that everybody sees. They understand my logo. Yeah, like, they understand business, right? radio ads, right? It's a thing that they hear in their car. They say my phone number. Yeah. It's tough because a lot of digital platforms, especially when you're looking at like inbound marketing and strategies for reaching people online, sometimes those things are confusing Like they because they feel like they're in the ether. Like they're, you know, yes, I can see the numbers of people that are watching, but like it doesn't feel as tangible as something like a TV commercial. But if you can take that similar concept, and I think a brand's, you know, probably adopt this, you know, pretty well, Audrey, just because, you know, you've got, you know, people that understand, what a, you know, two to three minute video is, it's a tangible thing. And now I'm, I can play it on my social media. It just, it right. seems to make maybe more of a logical connection for people.
2: Absolutely. I think the great thing about video is it's consumed and processed by our brains so much quicker than text is. And it also elicits this emotional um, reaction, a personal reaction from viewers right away. Oh Yeah. So it's just a great way for uh, brands to really connect with people on a deep level in a quick format.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great point. And I know you mentioned you work with a lot of small businesses. Do you ever get pushback that people find video a little bit daunting to produce? I mean, in the still photo scenario, that's one thing to put a picture of my storefront or put a picture of some of the members of my team producing video feels a little daunting if you're a small business owner who maybe doesn't feel comfortable in front of the camera, doesn't have inherent video chops. How do you help businesses that maybe don't want to be involved in video or find it a little scary? It's
0: a good question.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of businesses, um, even larger businesses, um, are intimidated by producing video and putting that out on social um, because it costs money to produce a video um if you Mm -hmm. want to do it really well um a lot of people like you mentioned don't want to be on the camera and i even face that same challenge with clients um with still photography they just they don't want to always be the picture that's on facebook and Mm -hmm. i think the way to kind of work around that is you can just look at the metrics and and i always ask my clients what is it that you're trying to achieve And I try to get them to tell me their top three goals. And from there, I try to go back and do my research and provide them with these concrete stats um, that I find from really credible sources and um, say, you know, the only way to really succeed is to, to make this pivot and to start creating content that people are going to consume. Because there's just so much that is being put in each of the different platforms' feeds. And last year was a huge year where facebook changed their algorithm to make mm-hmm. content more personal the content that they were showing more personal and um less ad like um, so that's really kind of the approach that i take is just showing you know which brands are doing well at this um what is what are the types of content that they're sharing out to their users and then just really looking into the metrics and saying you know if you want this the success that you're telling me you do then we need to pivot and we need to kind of take these these steps to get your content viewed and, and out there to your to your followers.
0: So let's think about a minute, like how people are consuming these videos. Right. And I guess that I guess the root of my question is I notice a lot of video on social platforms have subtitles, right? Like it's it's I can read the video. I don't necessarily have to listen to the mm. audio on that. Is that something that that you recommend that brands do with their videos?
2: Absolutely. Um, I tend to watch a lot of social videos when I'm walking places or on some sort of public transportation or in an airport or somewhere where I maybe don't want my sound on. Or even, you know, when I'm sitting next to my husband at home, I'll be watching videos and he probably doesn't want to hear every single thing I'm listening to. <laughs> so I always recommend um, going the subtitle route because you just don't know where people are, that they're consuming the content. And there are so many times where I just read the text and decide, you know, am I interested in this video? Is it something I want to save for later and come back and listen to? Or is it something that I can just read all the way through? Um but just having that visual with the text, the moving visual with the text is super helpful. So I definitely think that's a route um, that people need to go.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And one of the things that we're even doing, um, here in internally at OneFire, we're helping companies actually do personalized video now. So not just, you know, putting a video out on social media, but actually using the individual's information from Facebook. So let's say that, you know, Mark is on Facebook and browsing through his feed as he does every night. Every morning, probably over lunch, mm. right? Anyway, scroll, <laughs> scrolling and scrolling, and then all of a sudden he starts seeing a video, uh, an advertisement of some sort that has his name in it, has his information, uh, tokens that can be pulled in and then inserted right into video. Um, To make it a much more personal experience. And what we're seeing is higher engagement from that bigger click through rates, people actually watching the entire video instead of just a piece of it. Um, And so that's a pretty powerful, um, you know, kind of mechanism to use video and social too.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: So do you have specifics, Audrey, of of how your company kind of helps businesses with their own social media? Are there some tips or anything that you typically share with with, um, you know, with your own customers or anything that you could share that may help our uh, our listeners, you know, kind of get started in this, uh, you know, powerful way of, of marketing themselves?
2: Absolutely. Um, when I engage with a client, I typically ask them first, are you on social media? If so, what platforms? And Mm. if they answer yes, then I always uh, recommend to walk them through kind of a social media audit is what I call it. So I get access to all of their different accounts if they're using platforms like Hootsuite or anything for analytics. um, I get access to that. And then I kind of go through and I look at who is their audience, what posts are resonating with their audience, what's not working. And then I put together a report for them, which I then present back and say, all right, here's who I can see your audiences on each of the platforms. Here's the types of content that you are posting now that's working really well. Here's what's not working so great. And then I always try to provide um, some recommendations of the types of content I would like to see them move forward with. Hmm. Then from there, I either, depending on the client's kind of appetite and budget, i um, Some people just want me to teach them everything I know, and then they kind of carry forward on their own. Um, So I can put together a program to do that. Otherwise, um, oftentimes clients will just hire me to execute for them. Um, So then I have different processes in place where I work with the clients. And like I mentioned, I try to understand what are their objectives. If the audience that I've found that they're hitting isn't who they would like to be hitting, I try to... Um, tailor some approaches that we can take so that they can reach the correct audience moving forward. Um, And then I start to kind of write their content and help them strategize and get through that uh, part of the puzzle. And then we start to execute. And from there, um, I'm a big believer in the metrics and analytics. So I always try to check in on those, um, see how we're doing. And then kind of each month we reset again and see, okay, this is how we've done in the previous month. Um, Have we started to meet your goals and objectives? If yes, Mm -hmm. great. Uh, If not, how are we going to pivot and what different avenues might we try? Um, So it's always a really fluid process where I I like to have FaceTime with my clients. I like to, and by FaceTime, I mean over the phone or video conference or whatever. It doesn't always have to be in person. Um, But I try to have that time with them and really um make sure that they're understanding what I'm doing. Um I like that approach because I felt like in agency world, you know, everything moves so quickly that people don't really take the time to digest what's kind of happening. And um they just have these crazy expectations of what the result should be. And the way that I run my business is I like to explain and I like to check in to make sure people are understanding because a lot of times people do still have these crazy expectations and then they're like, well, why aren't you hitting them? So I try to explain, Mm. you know, it's a process. It takes time and everything with social, it's constantly changing and algorithms are changing and evolving. And so we too need to continue to be fluid and to change our processes as we kind of grow together.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a great takeaway. The ability to remain, remain flexible and, Understand that you're going to have to communicate and and pivot and change strategy as the engagement goes along. I I think this is a great point for all of our listeners that the idea that you can just deploy a strategy and then set it and forget it and it's just going to run into infinity <laughs> yeah. is not it doesn't work all the way. Yeah.
0: Yep. Exactly. So, Audrey, could you um do me a favor and just share with our listeners how they could get in touch with you if if they wanted to talk further? And we'll of course put your information into our show links too.
2: Absolutely. Um, my website is www.armsreachmarketing.com. Um, (laughs) arms reach marketing came from my initials. Um, and (laughs) the reason we're arms reach is because for a lot of companies, marketing isn't attainable. So I want to keep it within arms reach and make it easy, affordable, um, flexible for my clients. Um, so you can hit me up via my website. There's a contact us form and, um, My email address is just Audrey at armsreachmarketing.com. And I would love to talk to different people and kind of see how I can help them out with their marketing efforts.
0: Awesome. Audrey, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Really appreciate sharing your insight on video and social media. And like I said, we'll link to you in the uh, in the show notes of the episode. And as always, we'll be back again next week as season two continues uh, right here on the Grow Up podcast. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit OneFire.com slash Grow Up. This has been a One Fire production.